and Savior, Jesus uh, the Christ. Well, great to be back uh, with you. I had a great uh, week off uh, last week, and uh, don't be offended, but I didn't think about you at all. It was great. Thanks. but uh, I did go to church with you, by the way, uh, just so you know. I did go to church with you uh, last week. I think it's probably the only time that anybody has gone to church at Bob's Cafe uh, in uh, downtown Chitek. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Mary, our waitress, because uh, she kept coming to the table and refilling my coffee and saying, you're, you're doing what? You know, and uh, I left her a great tip. If nothing else, I'm hoping that will influence her to be watching this morning. So, Mary, if you're watching... Hey, I'll be back to Bob's, right? Uh, so I did go to church with you and uh, want to say a thank you to, uh, to our seminarian, uh, Andrew, for, uh, for filling in. And uh, I understand, at least I watched and thought he did pretty well. And uh, so just really encouraged to see our young men uh, and uh, young women grow up and be able to stand up for Christ and uh, especially be able to share the gospel. So we'll just keep uh, praying for Andrew as he uh, grows and uh, as God keeps working with him to move him uh, into even deeper ministry. So, good thing, right? Well, um, let's get started uh, with, uh, with the week. It's the first day of the week, and this is a big week for us at Christ Church. Uh, it is uh, family week, and as we use the term family, uh, we use that term really broadly, right? It's family week. It means everybody that's in the family around here at Christ Church uh, and those that ought to be, right? Uh, are, this is your week. This is our big week in the summer, and uh, so we hope you're, you're all going to be here. Uh, it's not just something, you know, for mom, dad, and, and the little kids. Uh, it's something for the whole family of God, for the whole people of God here at Christ Church, uh, and uh, those people that ought to be. So we really hope that you're uh, inviting folks for the week, and you're going to not just be here yourself, but you're going to bring somebody along with you uh, and have an incredible time uh, as we uh, talk about how wild God is uh, about you for the whole week. And uh, given that, that's what we're going to talk about this morning as well. Uh, and then uh, also next week, we're going to bookend it. Uh, so we'll do uh, this Sunday, God is Wild About You. And then next Sunday as we end up, uh, Family Week, uh, the message will also be about how God is wild about you. And, and there'll be more about that. So uh, so let's get into this week, God is Wild About uh, about You. And what we're going to do is just look at Psalm uh, 139. Now, Coming up in uh, October, I've got a message series planned that's going to talk about uh, nonfiction God, which is going to talk about the attributes of God. So we're not going to do that this one. You've got to hold on to that until October. But as we go through the week, we're going to spend this whole week just looking at Psalm 139 at Family Week. So uh, that's where we're going to be, and uh, that's where we're going to be this morning. It's just unpacking this psalm. And what, does, what is the psalmist, what is David trying to say to us in Psalm uh, 139? So hopefully you got your uh, half sheets from the handout this morning and you can follow along uh, as well as see the stuff that's on the screen. But it's important this morning that you really ta- pay uh, close attention uh, to the words as we figure out uh, why is God so wild of us? How, how does the psalmist, how does David uh, show us that God is so wild. So let's get right into Psalm 139. You ready? I hope you're saying yes. Let's get into Psalm 139 and look at the first uh, few verses here. So if we can jump ahead. There you go. Thanks. The first observation you're going to get from this is obvious, right? It says, uh, 
You have looked deep into my heart, Lord, and you know all about me. You know when I am resting or when I am working, and from heaven you discover my thoughts. You notice everything I do and everywhere I go. Before I even speak a word, you know what I will say. What did you just learn? God sees everything. God sees everything. Now immediately what's happening in your mind is you're saying, Oh my gosh, do you mean that God saw when I did? Yep. Do you mean that God heard when I said? Yep. Do you mean that God was actually there when I did? Yep. Isn't that what he's saying? I mean, David is reminding us that, that the God that we understand, the God that we know, is this incredible God who is part of our lives in every intimate detail. And so God is a God who sees and experiences everything right along with us. If you need some reassurance of that from another piece of Scripture, you can go to the New Testament in Hebrews 4, and it just simply says it this way, Nothing is hidden from God. How much is hidden from God? Yeah, sorry. Nothing, nothing, nothing is hidden from God. He sees through everything. And we will have to tell him the truth. David, in the psalm, the writer of Hebrews, wants us to understand that God knows everything about us. There is nothing that we can hide from him. Now, here's the amazing thing. And even so, God is still wild about you. Isn't that amazing? I mean, all those things that went through your head when you heard that God sees everything, hears everything, knows everything, He's been part of everything, all that stuff that went through your head right in those brief seconds when you were saying, Oh man, I can't believe God was there for that. Even despite all that, God is still wild about you. God is still wild about what you can become. I mean, right away we hear the psalm and we hear David and we say, Oh man, I am in trouble. But think about David. Think about David and who was writing this psalm. David, who committed adultery with Bathsheba. David, who committed murder and got rid of Uriah. David is the one who is acknowledging the reality that God is a God who knows everything. Wow. I mean, think about it. If David is right, if the Scripture is true about this nature of God, then it means we don't have to try to hide things anymore. We don't have to take all those things and try to hide them off somewhere or lock them up somewhere or deny them and deny them and deny them again. We don't have to do that. Why? Because God already knows. There is nothing hidden from Him. There is such a freedom in understanding the nature of of who God is in this psalm. And the freedom really comes to us when we understand that God is still wild about us and He proved it because He sent Jesus Christ. 
He proved it by sending Jesus Christ and saying, look, I know all this stuff about you. I know everything that's out there about you. I know all the stuff you've locked up and pushed away and tried to hide. I know all that stuff, but here. Here is my son. Here is my most precious one. And when Jesus was on the cross, when He was on that cross, all those things that you did, nailed Him to the cross. All those things that you thought, nailed Him to the cross. All those things that you've been keeping locked up for so long, nailed Him to the cross. God is still wild about you, and He proved it with every nail that was pounded into His Son. It's David who's writing this. It's David. David writes it, and David understands Jesus will come. That one, that Messiah, that Savior will come. He understands there is one who is to come, and his adultery will nail him to the cross, and his murder will be nailed to the cross. And everything that David did that we didn't write down about David, of which he's ashamed, will be nailing him to a cross. You see how it works? David wants us to understand that God is absolutely wild about us in spite of all of those things. All of those things. He is still wild about us. And David's result, when he thinks about this, when he thinks about this, He ends up saying these words in verse uh, 6 of the psalm. I can't understand all of this. Such wonderful knowledge is far above me. Translation, wow, that just blows my mind. Right? Isn't that what he's saying? saying, whoa, that is absolutely, utterly amazing. My goodness, how incredible God is. You are so incredible, God, that you could look past my weakness. You could look past my sin. You could look past my failure. God, you are so amazing and wonderful. And He is absolutely wild about you. This God knows everything. And because He's wild about us, He is willing to forgive everything. Now here's what's cool. Here's the way it works. Not only does God know everything, but because God knows everything about us, God can also guide us in everything we experience. He knows everything about everything there is to know. He knows everything. But precisely because He knows everything, He knows precisely how to guide us through anything. Did you follow me on that? He knows everything. Yeah. And He's still wild about me? Yeah. But because He knows everything, He's able to guide me through anything. This is the nature of our God. He knows absolutely everything. We don't. I can prove it. 
You know, when uh, you got back from spring break at school or Christmas break, what did the teacher always do when you got back? Always gave you a quiz, right? Didn't you? Am I the only one that had that? Right? You went on spring break and the teacher just deviously devised this pop quiz when you came back just to see if you still knew anything, right? Okay, get your paper and pencil out. I was on vacation. I have a pop quiz for you. You ready? Here we go. See if you can get these answers. Which country makes Panama hats? You ready? Ecuador. In which month do Russians celebrate the October Revolution? Somebody got it. November. The Russian calendar uh, used to be 13 days behind ours. How long did the Hundred Years' War last? 116 years. From which animal do we get cat gut? Sheep and horses. This is a good one. What is a camel's hair brush made of? Squirrel fur. The Canary Islands in the Pacific are named after what animal? The real Latin name translates Island of the Dogs. What was King George VI's first name? Oh, come on. Albert. His first name was really Albert. When he came to the throne in 1936, he uh, respected the wish of Queen Victoria that no future king would ever be called Albert. What color is a purple finch? Red. Where are Chinese gooseberries from? New Zealand. How long did the Thirty Years' War last? Thirty years. How'd you do? Come on, fess up. How'd you do? It's the way I did when I came back from spring break. Right? Right? You know what? God never fails that quiz. He never gets one wrong. He never even has to think about one of the answers very long. He knows there is nothing God doesn't know. This is so awesome good. Because He knows everything and He never makes a mistake. He never gets it wrong. He never has a wrong answer. And because He knows everything, He can guide us in anything. This is where the psalm comes out. This is what the psalm says to us. It says in verse 5, And with your powerful arm you do what? Protect me from everything. Every angle. Every side. Isn't this awesome? God knows everything, and God is wild about us. He is so wild about us that He can look beyond all those faults and failures and give up His most precious piece of the kingdom for us. 
And then, because He knows everything, He is willing to be with us in everything and guide us through anything. And He always gets it right. He always gets it right. The psalmist says in verse 7, Where can I go to escape from your spirit or from your sight? If I were to climb up to the highest heavens, you'd be there. If I would dig down to the world of the dead, you'd also be there. Suppose I had wings like the dawning day and, and, and flew across the oceans. You know what the answer is, right? You would be there. You, you, you look at verse 10. Here's how he summarizes it. He goes into that, suppose I did this, suppose I did that. Look what he says in verse 10. Even then, even if I tried all that stuff, even then your powerful arm would do what? Guide and protect me. God knows everything. And because he knows everything, he can guide us through anything. He even tries it more. He even goes into the supposed land anymore. He says, well, well suppose... Suppose I'd hide in the dark until night covers over me or... Uh, well, that won't work because you see in the dark because daylight and dark are all the same to you. I mean, we could start playing that game. We could say, suppose, uh, you know, suppose I decided to escape into the land of discouragement. D suppose I decided to let my life wander into the place of of absolute discouragement and doubt and the absence of any hope in my life. Suppose I wandered in that place where I was utterly depressed. Psalm 34 has the answer to that. If you look at the next slide. The Lord is there. Yeah, He's there. He's there to rescue all who are discouraged and have given up hope. Because He knows everything. He's willing to protect and guide us in anything that we face. See, we have to remember who we're talking about. If you look at verse 16 of Psalm 139, it reminds us, and David gets us there to say, remember, we have to remember who we're talking about. In verse uh, 16, it says, everything was created by Him, or in Colossians 1, I'm sorry, Colossians 1, everything was created by Him, everything in heaven and on earth, everything seen and unseen, including all the forces and all the powers, all the rulers and all the authorities, all things were created by God's Son, and everything was made for Him. How awesome is God? How awesome is God in Jesus Christ? He knows everything. And because He knows everything, he is willing to face anything and guide us and protect us through that. To show you the awesome nature of the universe and, and what uh, Paul is talking about there, the nearest star is 4.5 light years from Earth. To reach it by jet plane, you'd have to t it would take you a mere 53 billion years. Isn't that awesome? The Hubble telescope has sent Pat pictures from gal galaxies that are 2,000 times farther away than the closest star to the Earth. The light from those gal galaxies left those galaxies 7,000 years before reaching 
the Hubble telescope. How awesome is God? David is trying to tell us this is the awesome God who knows everything. And this is the God you can trust. You can trust God in the smallest of things in your life. This God of the universe knows everything. And because He knows everything, He is willing to walk with us in everything and guide us through anything. And we can trust Him. We can trust Him. Precisely because He does know absolutely everything. You heard the gospel. The woman was caught in adultery and and they went through the whole experience. Did you remember Jesus' last words to her? Okay, go and sin no more. Look, trust me. Go and do it my way now. You tried it your way, and I knew all about it. You tried it your way. How's that working for you? Now, don't do that anymore. Give that up. Give your way up. Go ahead. I know everything. And I can guide and protect you in anything. And I'm always right. I always know the right answer in the right way. So let's go. Let's do it right. Let's go and let's not fall into that old behavior anymore. Let's go and let's not do it wrong anymore. Let's go. Just trust me. Just trust me. Because I'm the God who knows everything. And this God that knows everything is the God who shaped you and fashioned you and formed you. And when God shaped you and fashioned you and formed you, He formed you for a purpose. God didn't make us just because He had nothing to do one day and it was kind of a rainy day in the rest of creation. I mean, He made us. And He formed us and He fashioned us and He formed and fashioned us for a purpose. David in the psalm goes into intimate detail trying to give us a picture of that intimate experience of God shaping us and fashioning us. If you look at at Psalm uh, 139 again, verse 13 and onward, we'll read through it pretty quick. You are the one who put me together inside my mother's body. I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous. Of this I have no doubt. In verse 15, Nothing about me is hidden from you. I was secretly woven together deep in the earth below, but with your own eyes you saw my body being formed even before I was born. Watch this. You had written in your book everything I would do. You see, God already knows what you can do. And He formed you and He fashioned you to just trust Him more. To love Him above everything else. To trust Him above everything else. To obey Him above everything else. To thank Him above everything else. And do what He created you to do above everything else. For us, unfortunately, we get up in the morning and we look in the mirror and we hear that message and we say, Really? You're kidding, right? I mean, we look at the mirror and we see what? Our faults and our failings. God looks at us. Remember where we started in the psalm. He looks at us and He sees all the faults and He knows all the failings. And He's still wild about you. Because He knows why He created you and what you can do. And He's still wild about you. Because He looks at your heart 
look at the next screen, 1 Samuel 6, when David was being chosen among all his brothers. Here was the criteria God used. But the Lord told Samuel, don't think about Eliab is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people. Why? How? See, God looks at you and he's wild about you because he knows in your heart what you can do if you just trust him in everything. Love Him in everything. Obey Him in everything. If, if you just accept the teaching today that God knows everything, and because He knows everything, He's willing to guide and protect you through absolutely anything. And He always gets it right. He always gets it right. And that's why He shaped you, and that's why He formed you, and that's why He fashioned for you. And that's still the plan He has for you. In spite of all the other stuff, that's still the plan that he has for you. We can kind of sum it all up and finish it with Ephesians 2 today. As Paul applies that into our New Testament world, he says, God planned for us to do good things and to live as he has always wanted us to live. That's why he shaped you. That's why he fashioned you. That's why he sent Christ to make us what we are. God knows everything. And because He knows everything, He's willing to be with you and protect you and guide you through absolutely anything to accomplish the purpose that He wove into your being. He is absolutely wild about you. Let's pray. Father, thank You. Thank You for Your perseverance, for Your willingness to not give up on us in spite of all our faults and our failings, in spite of all of our weakness and the ways we disobey and we disappoint, you still remain wild about us. And you look at us now through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. It is marvelous. It is beyond what we can imagine. And yet it is true. Help us now, each one of us, to just trust you in everything. Because you know everything. Help us to trust you in anything and everything we face. Protect us on every side. Guide every footstep. Keep us moving forward to do that which you created us to do. To love you more to obey you in all things, to worship you with every minute and breath, and to live for your kingdom. We ask it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.